I'm gonna get real with you, so just go with it. It's gonna get weird and intimate. It's harmless phosphorescence! Everyone, uh, this is your host, Throw Smiley, and the author of Balls Deep and Shit Kicking Dudes. Who's joining me this week? Hi, I'm Josh CC, and I will blow that guy in any proportion I want to. I'm Brian Lesh, and I am too fast for TV. I'm not as scary as an idiot in a green mask. I'm Alaric Weber. And this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full length live action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. Uh, this show, it is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beck with an Atticus Burkett, and you too, a gentle listener, viewer, can be a patron. Just head over to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got lots of bonus shows there. We got Star Wars shows and holiday shows and music shows and other showy shows. Uh, just head on over patreon.com slash harmless entertainment uh, for just a buck a month. That's all it takes. Dollar a month, you can listen to our monthly movie where we uh, we just recorded our face off episode. Um, oh my God. That's going to be fun. It should be up in just a day or so. And uh, like I said, you just need a buck. That's all it takes. And you can uh, listen to us talk about face off for two hours. <laughs> worth it <laughs> yeah it is uh so uh that means it is time for us to talk about this Sounds week like a it, it doesn't it though this <laughs> week on harmless phosphorescence we are watching the green hornet there's a party going down at the casa de brit bring all your friends as long as they are chicks Today's top story, newspaper mogul James Reed was found dead, leaving his son in charge of his media empire. I'm Cato. I'm sorry to hear about your father. Who is Cato? He worked on your father's cars and made his coffee. Beer? Lay it on me, Cato. You are full of little surprises. Check this out. You drew all these? Wanna see something cool? Think about this, Kato. I haven't done anything good my whole life. We've been wasting our potential. You a little bit more than me. The city needs our help. We could be heroes. Okay. I'll need some weapons. Yes, we will. And armor. Mm. But no tights. Good. Are you ready to die? I control the crime. I control the city. Let's roll, Kato. Green Hornet has been attracting a lot of attention. Whoa! Is it gas gone? How come I'm the only one with a gun? Because you don't have fighting experience. How does it even work? Okay. Do you work for Mr. Reed? I'm his executive associate. He's my man. I'm not your man. He's not my man. Not we're plato it's plato it's we're just platonic friends. Yes. I want the head of the Green Hornet. I want it to ignite. Kato, we have a secret mission. Take my hand. Come with me on this adventure. I'll go with you. But I don't want to touch you. 
careful I'll this be time. Careful. Okay? I just want to look at it. Just give it to me for one second and I'll just. The Green Hornet, um, released January 14th, 2011, with a running time of 119 minutes, rated PG-13, a budget of $120 million, it took in $227 million. So it did all right, um, not like super spectacular, but it did its job. Um, mine was longer, I think. <laughs> Maybe the credits were super long. Um, I don't know. Right at two hours, yours was longer. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, one fifty-eight. I thought one nineteen. Hmm. Yeah. All uh, right. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> no, your wait, wait. Yours was one hundred and fifty-eight minutes. The one on Amazon, or an hour and fifty-eight minutes. Yeah, an hour and fifty. Yeah, that's one hundred and nineteen yeah. minutes. God, we've done this before. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. Oh God, I love it. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> you still like the long. extra extended director's cut, right? Yeah. <laughs> I figured out the end of the Sixth Sense. Those are the people who made the movie. Uh, um, so, guys, I was wondering, are you ready to play the box office top ten game? This is uh, the game where we are going to count down the top 10 movies of the week of uh, January 14th, 2011. Um, the guys will try to guess where the Green Hornet opened. Um, I will uh, describe each movie using only the box office mojo description, and then uh, the guys will try to guess what the hell I'm talking about. Um, guys, you ready? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still working out math. Uh, Fucking uh, idiot. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. That's me. Go ahead. I'm ready. I'm okay. always ready. Um, let's. We'll do some guessing on where it opened first. Um, Al, why don't why don't you guess first? Where do you think this opened? Uh, three. Al says number three. Uh, Brian, what are you thinking? Number four. Brian's going with number four, heading down the ladder instead of up. Josh, what do you think? You you said it made its money. Yeah, um, plus a little little extra. Nothing's little great, extra. but yeah, it did all right. Those are both good guesses. Uh but I'll go I'll go with two just to balance it out. Josh goes with two. So we got two, three, and four. All right, here we go, guys. The box office top ten. Coming in at number ten for the week of January 14th, 2011. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, 14th century knights transport a suspected witch to a monastery where monks deduce her powers could be the source of the Black Plague. Uh, the witches of Eastwick. <laughs> uh, this stars Nicolas Cage as a 14th century knight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. If I let uh, you stick my sword, would you be grateful? <laughs> would you be grateful? Um, it's called Season of the Witch, and it is oh, not no. a sequel <laughs> to Halloween. <laughs> uh, uh, coming in at number nine this week, based on the story of Mickey Ward, a fledgling boxer who tries to escape the shadow of his more famous but troubled older boxing brother and get his own shot at greatness. Oh, the fighter? Yes. 
and Christian uh, Bale and, and somebody else. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Christian Bale. Yeah, and somebody else. It wasn't just Christian Bale. <laughs> uh, I think we got um It'll got be. Marky Mark in there. Oh, uh huh. Um, yeah. Uh, so for that, you get um, I don't know a, a point that stings like a bee. Um, a left jab. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Coming in at number eight, a documentary filmmaker travels to a national park to shoot a project and soon crosses paths with some troublesome wildlife. <laughs> Outward bound, the incredible journey. No. Homeward bound, I mean. <laughs> Inward bound. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. How to lose a bear in 10 days. <laughs> uh, um, any guesses, Brian or Al? Into the woods? No. Oh, oh into the no, wild? Yeah. Into the, well, yeah. No. Um, this is Yogi Bear. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Picnic baskets. Uh, I wish they just played that audio from Grizzly Man. <laughs> oh, somewhere my God. in that movie. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, coming in at number seven, the son of a virtual world designer goes looking for his dad and ends up inside the digital world that his father designed. He meets his father's Tron? not yeah, uh, not Tron, but, but legacy or whatever. Son of Tron. <laughs> son of Tron. I, Tron. I know it's the, the sequel, but I can't remember the full it title. Is legacy. Tron legacy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the son of Tron. Mighty Tron Young. <laughs> Tron, Tron, Ted and Alice. Um, <laughs> coming in at number six. <laughs> Family patriarch Jack Burns wants to appoint a successor. Does his son-in-law, a male nurse, have what it takes? Is that part two? Meet the Fockers? Not meet the Fockers. No. Fuck the Fockers. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Meet the um, um, this is the little fuckers. Yes, I think it's the third one. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I can't believe they made three of those things. It's the only trilogy that De Niro has ever done. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Lord. He's like it goes in this order. <laughs> Meet the fuckers too. The Godfather too. <laughs> Uh, hatchet order is he's how he suggests you watch the Fockers saga. <laughs> saga. <laughs> the Fockerverse. The Fo- <laughs> uh, coming in at number five. A committed dancer struggles to maintain her sanity after winning the lead role oh. in a production of Swan Lake. Black Swan. Black Swan. Yeah, Black Swan. Yes. Swan. Black Swan. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything funny to say about Black that. Black five. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, coming in at number four, um, the story of King George VI, his impromptu ascension to the throne of the British Empire in 1936, and the speech therapist who helped the unsure monarch overcome his stammer. King's speech. King's speech. Yes, indeed. Uh, Jeffrey Rush as King George, right? Um, um, he was in there. Mm. Uh, I thought it was a younger guy, but anyway. Oh, ahead. okay. I know Jeffrey Rush was in the movie. 
Yeah, I think he's the linguist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number three. Uh, wow. Okay. A stubborn teenager enlists the help of a tough U.S. marshal to track down her father's murderer. Hmm. <laughs> BJ and the Bear. <laughs> this is starring Jeff Bridges, Josh Brolin, hmm. Matt Damon. It's a remake. Oh, this is True Grit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. It sounded like True it was in like the fugitive universe. Yeah. But, uh, yes. I uh, yeah. I always think in modern terms when I read the synopsis. Yeah. Uh, True Grit. Yeah. Um, coming in at number two. A man discovers that his best friend's wife is having an affair. <laughs> this is number two, so we're, we're all out. Um, yeah, um, I'm laughing because this is not the description based on who's in this movie I was expecting. Um, Starring Vince Vaughn and Kevin James. Oh, <laughs> um, oh. Hitch? It's no it's Snitch. it's called the dilemma. I, I'm not familiar with this oh, one. Uh, kind of stay away from Kevin way. James. I Maybe assume. I'm too hard on him, but ugh. Well, I mean, every time I'm around Kevin James, he starts yelling at me to get off his property, so <laughs> And he's not the actor. He just pulled it out of a phone book, of which there are many. He's like, I am not Paul Blart! Leave me alone. <laughs> what a thing to scream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and coming in at number one, following the death of his father, Britt Reed, heir to his father's large company, teams up with his late dad's assistant, Cato, to become a masked crime-fighting team. Green Hornet was number one. Wow. Yeah, Impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, so uh, that is our box office top ten for the week, guys, which means it is uh, time for us to discuss the uh, comic background or the the background in general of the Green Hornet. Uh, What you got to tell us, Mr. Al? Yeah, we'll call it character history this week. Um, The Green Hornet character first appeared in the Green Hornet radio series, which debuted January 31st of 1936. Was he just the Hornet as no one could see him? (laughs) <laughs> sorry yeah they were all black and white back then too yeah exactly the whole uh, world was. created by george w trendle and fran striker who are also known for creating the lone ranger and sergeant preston of the yukon wow i don't know the second one but i had no idea that's cool the lone ranger hmm. yeah yeah isn't it it doesn't uh, the green hornet exist in the like in in the radio show, at least didn't they had some crossovers? I think. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Al. <laughs> I didn't mean to jump ahead. Go. <laughs> Question um, saved for last. The Green Hornet is the alter ego of Britt Reed, wealthy young publisher of the Daily Sentinel newspaper. By night, clad in green overcoat, gloves, fedora, and mask, the Hornet fights crime with partner and confidant Cato who drives their technologically advanced car, the Black Beauty. The Hornet is believed to be a wanted criminal by the police and general public. Reed uses this perception to infiltrate the criminal underworld. In the original radio incarnation, Britt is the grandnephew of John Reed, the Lone Ranger. 
So he's hmm. actually Ooh. related to the Lone Ranger. Yeah, his his dad, Britt's dad, was the nephew of the Lone Ranger, making him the grand nephew. <laughs> making the Ranger less uh, alone. And they did do a... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the radio program premiered in 1936 on Detroit station WXYZ. <clears throat> in 1938, it was aired in broader syndication until September of 1950 with a brief return in 52. I'm sorry, that sounds like a made-up station. WXYZ. <laughs> well, that's why you don't see it anymore. They took them right away. Those call letters. Okay, fair. Uh, so uh, two movie serial adaptations were released in 1940 and 1941. With both, which both featured uh, Lenore Case as Reed's secretary, so she's from the the history as well. I'm glad all those um, names came from the history because Brit is just off putting. I don't know why. <laughs> Short for Brittany, I assume. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just think of Hume. So Britannia. Um, okay. It- <laughs> there was a television series uh, that aired for the 1966-67 TV season. Starring Van Williams as Britt Reed and Bruce Lee as Cato. Yeah. In Lee's first major adult role. I didn't realize it was only on for one season. Wow. Same. Uh, they they had a, a Bruce Lee uh, poster up in the film. To... Yes. And, and he did sketches. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's amongst right. Amongst his uh, yeah. Yeah, schematics. Which is great. Britt's like, uh, these are great drawings. He doesn't even see them as designs. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Uh, Williams and Lee's characters appeared as anti-heroes in the second season of the Batman TV series for a two-part episode in which the dynamic duo were left questioning whether the Green Hornet was really a good guy or a bad guy. He does commit a lot of crimes. I mean, sure, it's, it's for the overall good of the city, but technically speaking, yeah, I think he may be a criminal. Well, compared to the Adam West, Burt Ward, Batman, you, like that Batman was over the top, Oh yeah. you know. Safety officer type, yeah, lawman. And uh, in comparison to the the campy version of Batman, um, they portrayed the Green Horn as very um, serious. Uh, the characters existed in comics forms from 1940 to 1949. Uh, some one shots and short runs in 53 and 67, and a longer run from 89 to 95. Dynamite Entertainment acquired the comics rights in 2009, releasing a miniseries written by Kevin Smith and penciled by Jonathan Lau. Uh, Dynamite revamped the series in 2010, setting it in modern times, starring Britt Reed Jr., rebellious and spoiled son of Britt Reed Sr., the original Green Hornet, and Kato to become the new Green Hornet, assisted by Kato's daughter Mulan, who takes over the costumed identity of her own father. July of 2020, it was announced that Kevin Smith and uh, Wild Brain Limited are developing a Green Hornet animated series. Okay, animated. For a second, I was like, oh. But no, animated could be good with Kevin Smith. Thank you, Al, for uh, all of our, all of that uh, character background. Indeed. You got it. Uh, that brings us to uh, the film itself. Uh Written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, um, who uh, um, are have been a writing team uh, since Superbad, at least. Um, they uh, wrote, they wrote Superbad together. They originally were going to star in it, but then they got too old. Um, apparently, they came up with the idea when they were both like nineteen years old. 
Hmm. Oh, for Superbad? Yeah. And they were going to... Yeah, they they wrote it as basically adolescents or young teenagers. Yeah, exactly. And they were going to star in it, but then they got too old. So they got Michael Sarah and uh, Jonah... What's his name? Jonah Hill, yeah. Um, Then, of course, uh, they did uh, Pineapple Express. um, Then The Green Hornet. Uh, This is the end is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I love it. Um, Probably their biggest hit, though, was the interview. Um, Just because of... Which I don't like that much. The whole foofaro surrounding it. It's all right. I don't think it's their best. No. Um, But uh, that and... Oh, Sausage Party. That one was all right. Yeah. Um, did Al Al dropped Kevin Smith's name? Um, did you have that information that this movie had been tried to? They tried to make this movie for a long, long time. Mm. It was yeah. almost like the Superman situation. Lots of people had a run on it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'll get into that. So originally, so okay. so this movie got bought up at some point in like, or not this movie, the the rights, the right, the film rights to Green Hornet got bought up some point in the seventies or eighties by Leisure Concepts Incorporated. <laughs> which which were the guys that did um they did He-Man and Thundercats. Um and then later on they dubbed Pokemon into English. <laughs> that's th- that's their main claim to fame. Well, that's a contribution. Yeah. Mm. Um so but they uh they sold it to Universal Pictures in ninety two. Um and so original Universal mm. Pictures got uh Chuck Farrer to start writing it. Chuck Farrer is a uh, he was a writer on Darkman, Hard Target, um, a lot of actiony stuff in the early nineties. Um, first, um, first Darkman, first Darkman, first one, yeah. All right, yeah. cool. Um, he, uh, George Clooney, was uh, supposed to star as the Green Hornet around that era. Um, well, that would have been perfect if they went the serious route. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He would have been a good Green Hornet, I think. That, mm-hmm. yeah. but he dropped out of Green Hornet to be Batman. So <laughs> can't blame him. I can't either. But, no, you, know. you can't, but it also didn't turn out well for anybody. <laughs> um, so uh, then they uh, were looking at Greg Kinnear in the lead role for a while. Um, Jason Ooh. Scott Lee was supposed to start uh, co-star as Cato at this point. Um, and in 1997, um, I'll remind you, this movie came out in 2011. In 1997, they hired uh, Michelle Gondry to what? direct. In 97, Michelle Gondry is the director of this film. I'll get to him in just a minute. But um, then he dropped out around two years later. Um, at that point, they were looking at Mark Wahlberg for the lead role. Uh, <laughs> Jet Li as Cato. Um, but, uh, uh, he, uh, he actually, they actually signed him and then they had to pay him a bunch of money, even though they didn't make the movie. So (laughs) gotta love those pay or play. Um, then, uh, let's see, uh, Christopher McQuarrie started writing a script. Um, he's the guy that did the usual suspects, um, Jack Reacher, Mm -hmm. Mission Impossible, uh, Mm -hmm. Edge of Tomorrow. Um, and then, uh. At that point, um, Jet Li dropped out at, at that point to do the one because Green Hornet was taking too ro- long. Uh, they put the Green Hornet in a turnaround, which basically in 2001, which basically means that they're like, we don't want to make this move anymore. Someone please buy it from us. Um, um, it got sent over to Columbia. Um, and then in 2003, they started before they had a script or a director or stars. They made a deal 
with um, Miramax. Miramax got it, and they made a deal uh, with with uh, what is it? Ford with Ford to produce <laughs> Ford. with the Ford Motor Company a thirty five million dollar deal oh, to start shit. producing cars for it. So as like a promotional thing before they had a script, directors, stars, anything. Well, and I want to point out that before Ralph Nader, ejector seats didn't even require seatbelts. That's right. By law. <laughs> um, in 2004, uh, Kevin Smith got hired to write the script. Um, that didn't go anywhere. John Peters. Um, <laughs> was uh, signed on as a director for it. John Peters is uh, mostly a producer. producer yeah. Um, so Superman. that, yeah, but uh, he did not direct it. Um, and then um, around, we're now in the late 2000s, around this point, um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was supposed to star in the film. Um, he passed Kevin Smith, um, ended up uh, uh, dropping out of it, and um, this is the point where Seth uh, Seth Rogen and uh, uh, what's his face Evan Goldberg started uh, writing their script, and it actually got made. Um, mm-hmm. So it's another one of those ones that just took years and years to actually get it made, and and then in the end, it's like, <laughs> okay, it's fine, <laughs> it's fine, guys. Right. Well, eighty years too late, but yeah, yeah cool. Um, so as I said, Michelle Gondry did direct this. Um, he's probably best known for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, that was probably his biggest, biggest hit. Um, uh, well, is, was that his first American? You may not have these American movie because you said in '97 his name was bantered around. Did he even have a U.S. release at that point? Right. Well, his first movie was Human Nature. Oh, which was also uh, written by Charlie Kaufman. But yeah, that's a that's a clever movie, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was um, mostly a, uh, a music video director. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so he, let me see. Uh, yeah, he liked New Spike Jones. Like they were in that. That's how. Hmm. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Um, he did. Let me see. There's a list here somewhere. Um, uh, he. There we go. Music videos. Okay. So yeah. Um, God, he going all the way back to the eighties when he started doing French music videos first, cause Michel Gondry is French. Um, but then he started breaking into, um, American music videos. Um, his first American one was Thomas Dolby in 1992. <laughs> she blinded me with science. No, no, no. 92. So it was close, close but no cigar. Years. Close, but no cigar. Yes. Close, but no cigar. Thank you, Al. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Um, he did, uh, his first big, big breakout, uh, video was human behavior Bjork. Um, that Hmm. one with, I think, is that the one with the bear chasing her? Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, he did, you guys remember Lucas with the lid off? (laughs) It's Lucas with the lid off. (laughs) He did that one. Um, he did, uh, Bjork's (laughs) army of me, um, Massive Attack. Uh, he did uh, a Rolling Stones video. Oh, he did Chibamato Sugar Water. That video. Um, he oh. did. He did Around the World. Daft Punk. Um, Everlong by the Food Fighters. So he was. Oh, oh shit! 
Didn't yeah, he do a Beast Dude? Music videos of all time. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He did uh, a Chemical Brothers one, Let Forever Be, Knives Out by Radioheads. He did um, Star Guitar, uh, White Stripes. He did Fell in Love with a Girl and Dead Leaves on the Dirty Ground. Um, wow. That's the Lego video, isn't it? Fell in Love with a Girl. No, that's Seven Nation Army, I think. Right? Uh, no. No, that's no, uh, Hardest so. Button to Button. Well, no, I think I think uh, Fell in Love with a Girl was their first big. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the one where it's all Legos. Cool. No, I remember that video. Is that fell in love with the girl? I thought it was a different one. No, I'm pretty sure that's the one because Seven Nation Army is different. Hardest button to button is the stop motion drums as they move. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's what. Okay, I was thinking that. Anyways, yeah, Prestige. He's made some memorable videos. He he did the a lot of big ones. So um, yeah, that's. Where he was mostly known yeah. for. He did that um Be Kind, Please Rewind with um Jack Black. Almost Death. And most yeah, Death, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is a crazy, crazy movie. I love that movie. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Um, so all right. Um as our uh cast, we got uh Seth Rogan. Um he uh we talked a little bit about him writing, but um he got his start on uh, Freaks and Geeks. Um he was he was he was a year out of high school when he got cast on Freaks and Geeks. Uh, yeah. And then Apatow made him a protege. Yeah. Apatow basically made him his protege. Um, he got, he got, uh, he was the star of uh, Undeclared, which was an Apatow um, sitcom that only went like eight episodes. Yeah. Um, not nearly as good, but not bad. Yeah. No, it wasn't bad at all. Then Seth Rogen got hired on as a staff writer on The Ali G Show. Huh. Um, his first starring, wow. yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. Um, his first his breakout film was um it was the Forty Year Old Virgin, which yeah. that's what got him noticed really. Um, then of course he uh, starred in um, Knocked Up, and um, <laughs> this was like his big follow up to Knocked Up, <laughs> like. Or, or wasn't Pineapple Express before this? Um. Uh, which one came first? No, see. maybe not. I think Pineapple Express came after. I think you're right, but uh, huh, cool, cool. Yeah, um, this was this one was pretty early on in his like stardom career. He uh, lost all that weight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All that knocked up weight. Um, we got uh, Jay Chow as Kato. Um, he's a uh, wow. He's Taiwanese. Um, he's a singer, songwriter, rapper, record producer, actor, director. Businessman and magician. He's not a martial artist. Um, he is, <laughs> or a mechanic. He he is also a martial artist, but um, okay. That's, that's, I was going to say I was like, damn. That's not yeah. that's not apparently that not required. Yeah, that's not what Chinese he, people apparently what he hangs his hat on. He hangs his hat on. You don't get an egot with martial arts, right? Yeah, he mostly considers. <laughs> yet. He seems to mostly consider himself a musician. That's like what seems that's to be awesome. emphasized. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, he sings in this movie. Hmm. What does he sing? <laughs> Gangster <laughs> Par- Gangsta's Paradise. Oh, that's right. Well, that's a, <laughs> I love that scene where he's laying across to baby grand piano. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He's playing the piano. I think he actually was playing the piano in that oh, scene. Yeah. 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 I bet he will. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Diaz, no. who we've spoken about before. Uh, the Mask. Was she in anything else since then? I can't refer for this show. Since 2011? I mean, this is the mask. I don't know if she's been in another superhero one between then and now. Oh, I'm sorry. Superhero. Yeah. 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 yeah of course she was in I movies, was, but I think she was in a laundry movie. No, or am I just, 
I don't know. Oh, no, no, she wasn't. She wasn't Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. But I don't know if she was in a harmless phosphorescence oh. movie that we've done since no, the no, mass. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, she's playing Lenore Case. Um, we got Tom Wilkinson as Britt's dad. <laughs> oh, Tom Wilkinson. Uh, in the, <laughs> I feel like he's been in one of these. Maybe not. Um, in the bedroom, Michael Clayton. Um, uh, oh wait, Tom Tom Wilkinson plays um somebody in the Bat Universe. Um, not oh, yeah. Maroney. That's not right. Maroney, but, um, That's right. He was in one of the Bat movies. Um, and gosh. he's the scarecrow drives crazy. He's like, he was a comic character. But anyways, go ahead. Bat. Yeah, he was Carmine Falcone and Batman Falcone. Begins. Yeah, yeah. I was on the tip of my tongue. I knew we'd talked about him somewhere. I couldn't remember where. Um, Christoph Waltz as Benjamin <laughs> Chudnovsky. I, I loved this character. <laughs> um, ooh. I love him. I lo- yeah, yeah, no, I love him a lot. He is great. Um, his big breakout, uh, which was just a couple years before this was in Inglorious Bastards, his big American breakout. Um, yeah. he was of course, uh, um, worked in uh German cinema for years before that. Um God, going back uh 79 was his first movie. Um God. So yeah, did Quentin dis- discover him quote in quote? Well, actually I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at his uh filmography and there's a lot of American films. He was just playing bit parts. Okay. Uh, but yeah. uh yeah, um that was his big American breakout was Inglorious Bastards. This was his second um, big American movie after that. Then um, he did. Wait, this is after Inglorious Bastards came out. Two years later, Inglorious Bastards oh, was two years shit. prior. Yeah, I mean oh. that was a brilliant performance. You you don't yeah. really get to say that often. But that, holy shit, that performance was amazing. That's yeah. yeah, and he's super quirky in this too, which makes sense coming off yeah. of that. I I, th- I thought this was before that. No, no you're right. But his yeah. character in this is a lot like what we were talking about earlier about sarcasm and you know. Mm-hmm. He's very. I was. I said that watching. Was, he's very earnest. Like you know, like yeah. oh, w- w- like I'm going to take what you said to heart. Or do you have any suggestions for? I'll me? wear a cape. <laughs> What's wrong with that? that? It's like yeah. a, a motif. Something with some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he essentially wants to understand what's happening on an emotional yeah. and intellectual level. Well, yeah, no, and he's a man going through a midlife no crisis. <laughs> but, yeah. Yes, but, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, Christoph Waltz, of course, he was Inspector. Um, uh, oh, uh, Django Unchained, where he played King Schultz. Um, that was a great role, also. It was um, another dentist. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> um, he's in the upcoming uh, Pinocchio. Guillermo del Toro's oh Pinocchio. Jesus Christ. I, I keep talking about Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio off and on in this in this show. And wow. Um, it's still still not made. Uh, David Harbour played D.A. Frank Scanlon, best known as Jim Hopper from Stranger Things. This was obviously prior to Stranger Things. Um, he was in The Quantum of Solace. Um, he was in Brokeback Mountain. Oh. Um, End of Watch, The Equalizer. He He, he worked. Dude works. His, yeah. his first movie was uh, the 2004 Kinsey. He was really good in this. Yeah, he was. I like, yeah. He, he had a, a fair amount of comic relief. Um, He'll be in Black Widow coming out. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Crimson Dino. Hellboy remake. Oh, that's right. He plays Hellboy. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, Edward James Almos, who's here to change the lives of some inner city youth. 
Um, <laughs> At the newspaper. What is calculus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Edward James almost, of course. Uh, Blade Runner was probably the first place I ever saw him. Um, well, I don't know. I might actually have seen Stand yeah. and Deliver before. I, I saw, saw Stand and Deliver. Yeah. Might first, have been yeah. Stand and Deliver before that. Um, he played William Adama on Battlestar Galactica. Um, those are probably his biggest ones. He was uh, his his yeah. He has a gigantic filmography. Um, well, he's one of the best. Yeah, no, he's awesome. Uh, we got Eddie Furlong as the meth dealer. <laughs> <laughs> which was yeah. like get more work i mean we've talked about how he's had some like episodes of mental situations but i don't know he's a good actor for yeah. his age group no he's not bad he he... Can't, at least half of his you know peers he's at least that good i mean honestly this so he's got something like he, he, him macaulay calkin and the kid from the sixth sense uh all have like kind of the same thing where they like just got weird as adults um, mm-hmm. But I think Eddie Furlong is actually a better actor than either of those other two as an adult. He was he was good in this, you know, just trying to explain yeah. <laughs> to Chudnovsky. Uh, um, we got, uh, let's see, Jamie Harris, Chad Coleman, Annalie Tipton, Jill Ramirez, Ruben Langdon, Jerry Trimble, and a cameo by James Franco. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> yeah. As Danny Crystal Clear, <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like a lot of his uh, stuff there was uh, ad libbed. Um, yeah, I oh, bet yeah. that it's like Apatow, who you know stands behind the camera and does multiple takes, feeding them lines. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's particularly funny when he's he's directing his wife. <laughs> he's like, "Say this." I'm not going to say that. This is, you have daughters. <laughs> <laughs> I got shitloads of glass everywhere. I got a see-through piano. <laughs> the see-through <laughs> piano. Uh, um, this movie has forty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't have any funny reviews for it uh, this week, but um, I don't know. I think it was better than forty-four percent, personally. Yeah, yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, for sure. It, I was. Yeah, I was expecting something that was kind of a painful slog, but it wasn't. It was fun. Um, I know you mm-hmm. said Josh may be a little too long. I, I think I agree with that, but in general, not not bad. <laughs> yeah, mine was like 158 hours. <laughs> James Franco cut his hand off. I don't know. It was real weird. <laughs> <laughs> there was that. <laughs> it took me 124 hours to watch this. <laughs> uh, so, all right, guys, are you ready to jump into the movie? Uh, go, go, Hornet. Go. Never stop the parte. <laughs> Why does my coffee taste like shit? <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, here we go. This is the Green Hornet. We open on a young boy, Britt Reed. He's being shown to his father's office by a chauffeur. His dad's the owner of a newspaper. Britt's in trouble for getting into a fight at school. His mom is dead. His dad's an asshole. That seems to be um, everything going on there. He's trying to explain so early, obviously early on in his life, he's trying to explain that he was trying to stop a bully. Yeah. And that he got in a fight to avoid a fight situation. But his dad, he says, uh, trying doesn't matter when you always fail. Yes. Yeah, that was a Homer Simpson vibe yeah, there. Never try. Uh, Did anybody notice that his um, action figure looked like um, 
Gary or what Ace from the oh, ambiguous Ace and Gary. Gary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ace and Gary. Right? I did, didn't it? It was that yeah. Robin's egg blue and uh, yellow cape. Oh. Uh, um we cut to twenty years later. A crime lord named Chudnovsky arrives at a club <laughs> where a rival <laughs> drug kingpin is doing business. As <laughs> um him and Chudnovsky Chudnovsky exchange words and then Chudnovsky kills his guys and uh, blows them up <laughs> after having after having his entire identity questioned. Yeah. Here was yeah. another good line uh, when he first comes in. He says, uh, Danny says, have a seat. Either one. They're both comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> and uh, um, his gun, he has the double barrel <laughs> handgun. He made a double gun. Yeah. It was very difficult to make. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's so proud well, of himself. Speaking of difficult to make, not only did uh, Crystal Clear have a see-through piano, loose piano, he had a stapler. I, what was it? Was it a see-through <laughs> stapler? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see staples in it as you would have to. Uh, oh, that's funny. That's funny because he's crystal clear. <laughs> it's all his tape dispenser was clear. He had especially, uh, you know, office administrator's desk. Yeah, quite clear. Yeah. Uh, it's just the manager of the nightclub's desk. That's not actually his desk. Yeah, <laughs> that's where he just does the crystals. Uh, but the um, the ongoing joke about the name is pretty funny. Yeah, because normally but, in a superhero movie or where they're tongue in cheek, you know, they would make fun of the superhero's campy name or the villain's campy name. So it was funny. Chudnovsky. Yeah. Chudnovsky. <laughs> I love that he tries to walk people through it, through the phonetics yes. of it. Judge <laughs> no. ski. Yeah. yeah, he's clearly had that conversation before. <laughs> oh, of course. No matter how powerful he is, people fuck up his name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we cut to a wild hotel party. Britt, now grown up, so wealthy gadabout. Uh, he heads home with one girl. Um, we see his dad's car collection. He wakes up. Uh, the next morning to a very good cup of coffee and an angry father. His dad wants. So he to- leads the life that Bruce Wayne pretends to lead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Was okay. That the garage scene where they were just like kissing in every car was really weird <laughs> to me. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Let's just open the door, kiss in this car, open the other door and kiss in that car. Yeah. Roll around on the hood of this car. Yeah. Yeah. But really if you weird. were getting laid based purely on your wealth and excess, that's true. Uh, you, yeah. you could see some. Yeah, you could see her say like, "Do me in each car," <laughs> or him say that. I'm sorry, I'm not yeah. gonna put it all on her shoulders. <laughs> more, more his bag. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I think they were supposed to be having sex in each car, but of course, it's PG-13 instead of R. So, well, and yeah, <laughs> we don't have a long time on there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, all right. Uh. Not sting. His dad wants him to grow up and be more responsible. <laughs> <Sting>. <laughs> His dad wants him to grow up and be more responsible. Uh, we cut to another morning. Britt's coming home to police and paparazzi. He sees on the limo TV his dad has died from an allergic reaction to a bee sting. He told his dad he was going to go to ITT Tech. That was hilarious. Fix computers. Right. Yeah, Dad, I'm I'm registering tomorrow. That is totally like the the guy that doesn't have any plan whatsoever. Who's just yeah. like I've got to do something that looks easy. Like, like that automotive right. school. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've seen it before. Like the yeah the the rich playboy spoiled brat who like 
thinks he's moving out of his parents' house by occupying the giant pool house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what I found funny is even after his dad dies, he keeps sleeping in he's the pool house. Yeah. yeah. It's set up the way he likes it. Yeah. Um, so uh, we get a funeral. We meet uh, the DA who gives the eulogy. DA has a few words with Brit. You know, my, my, or he says his parents died too, yada, yada. Um, then, and it was subtle foreshadowing. I'll give Michelle Gondry that. Like, you know, yeah. sometimes it's heavy handed to be like, yeah. he's really the bad guy. It's the mayor. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, I mean, Michelle Gondry, credit where credit's due. I mean, he has a visual, he has an eye for, for uh, oh, interesting yeah. visuals. The like, like the car hoods and stuff. Yeah. 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 Everything looked good. Everything was framed interestingly. Um, You're right. Yeah. The funeral was well shot. Yeah. 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 Uh, We uh, back at the paper. Britt tells the editor, Mike, uh, Edward James almost that he doesn't want to run the paper anymore. He's going to let Mike do it. <laughs> Edward James almost does not look like a Mike to me. By the way. Well, Mike yeah. says Mike says that he started out as a paper boy, so he used to stand and deliver. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next day, Britt wakes up, but his coffee sucks. He demands of a maid to know who makes the coffee. He discovers he fired the coffee maker, Cato, who's also the mechanic. <laughs> yeah, the maid's like you fired everybody. It's like, did we see you? Are you hiding everybody? in a did, do we see him do that, or did that just happen off screen? Off it just screen. happened off screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he gets Cato back in. Cato makes some coffee. They start talking about his dad. We learn that Cato grew up on the mean streaks of Shanghai as an orphan. Uh, he worked in a garage. Britt's dad was so impressed with his work, he hired him on to be his personal mechanic. Um, Cato shows him a special modification he made to his dad's cars, including making them bulletproof and adding weapons. Um, naturally, yeah, which and and again, this all makes sense when we find yeah. out later on what was going on, but yeah, just like Perry White's <laughs> armored vehicle, yeah, <laughs> uh, they start drinking and bonding over their mutual dislike of Brit's dad. They decide to head to the cemetery and decapitate the statue of Brit's dad there. I love the record player in the car, yeah, yeah, yeah. hilarious. Yeah, you're a genius. Really? And it's like <laughs> you know, you know, it has an ox input. Like those existed in 2011. <laughs> um, not to well, mention CD sure players. Car- what? Not to mention CD players, but yeah. Well, I was going to say, I, I'll bet that there was a manufacturer way back 60s, 70s that put one in as a novelty, but yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're going to oh, scratch yeah. you're going to scratch that album. Oh, no, that record, yeah. that record's ruined now once you go for a drive. A lot of bouncing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've read a number of books where where folks had cars with record players. With record players? Yeah. Yeah, I I knew that was true without looking, but yeah, it's funny. Um so all right, <laughs> at the uh at the uh cemetery they see a group of young street toughs mugging a couple <laughs> street toughs. i mean what else were they they're a group oh, it's perfect that's why I'm they're a group giggled. of young white men wearing leather jackets and yeah. with switchblades well yes. junkies is what i would say they they seem more like yeah, well, yeah but i mean yeah. a tough could be anything else that's but, true yeah. But yeah, when you see the guy's face, when he's like, I'm going to give you a root canal, it's like, oh, shit, that guy's high. Yeah. <laughs> he's not making good decisions. Yeah, no, yeah. He should go to ITT Tech. 
Um, <laughs> Enrolling now. Uh, so, all right. They, uh, they intervene, and it turns out Kato has near superhuman martial arts skills. He beats them all up, but then the police arrive. They flee. But Kato's at first, um, pardon me, but at at first uh, with Kato's, yeah, I was like, hmm, I don't know. But then you, you, and they explain it better, but you realize growing up on the streets of Shanghai as a child, you probably did have to like quickly identify who had a weapon and who was coming at you. Yeah. So it wasn't as hokey as at first, uh, I thought. No, it makes as much sense as anything in any of these movies. (laughs) And just like any story, I just waited. Yeah. And then it explained it. (laughs) <laughs> um, he's also a really good driver uh, they get chased by the police but they manage to evade them and get back home where they celebrate their successful adventure um, they decide they're going to keep fighting crime but they're going to make everyone think that they're criminals too so the criminals can't hold innocent people hostage and they can get in with the criminals to stop them uh, they decide they need to bring more press uh, attention. attention to them. So the next day he goes to the newspaper. He orders his staff to start heavily covering the unknown assailants of his dad's statue. Kato, well, he wants to turn it into the Rupert Murdoch model of the, the New York Post back in the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I need a giant picture and a crazy headline. Exactly. Um, Cato names him the Green Hornet at this point. <laughs> no, but the brainstorming <laughs> session is great. Yeah. Like the you, you you guys don't like the green bee? It's a writer's room. It's like sounds like an energy bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Meanwhile, Chudnovsky has become aware of the Green Hornet, and <laughs> he's so upset. He's like decapitating. I decapitate real people. <laughs> they don't write stories about me. <laughs> um. The DA is fending off reporters asking about a rising crime. Then a very overqualified temp named Lenore Case. Uh, shows up. Britt hires her on as a secretary. Both Britt and Cato are pretty smitten with her. Um, so I really, really appreciated that she was nobody's love interest. Yes. Well, they wanted her to be. They did. She, yeah. They were she interested. Was flirting with Cato. Oh, I think. no. Well, re watching it a second time, I realized that she was just asking a co worker to hang out with her as a friend. Yeah, because like they're playing the piano and she's enjoying it and it's it's neat. And then he does the around the arm sort of thing. I think in both cases it was a like what? Like I wasn't even coming from that place. That that yeah, that aggravation of like that that's our relationship. Yeah, yeah. No, she was. I I appreciated the fact that they head on like tackled the fact that like everyone tries to date me all the time. Just leave me alone. Let me right. do my job yeah. and just be a person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, she uh, becomes a secretary. She's got degrees in criminology. Um, yeah. She uh, gives them a profile on the Green Hornet, what his next moves might be. They decide to use her profile as their plan. Uh, they're going to work their way up the criminal underworld ladder. Uh, <laughs> We're going to do it. <laughs> Then we get a montage of Kato creating lots of new weapons and gadgets and making multiple cars. Um, Is anybody a fan of the original Pink Panther movies? Particularly the first one, A Shot in the Dark. Yeah. I don't know. I always think of that Kato. 
Oh yeah. You know, like where he, he had asked him to, you know, attack him every time he comes home, regardless of what he says, but it's always Cato. I know I told you not to, but I'm serious tonight. <laughs> I just think of Cato Kalen, but uh, yeah, oh, sadly yeah. he's yeah. the number two thought. Yeah. The second who lived, he lived in a pool house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, so, all right. Uh, they're finally ready after a montage of getting ready and gadget building. We got, we got a few montages in this movie. Um, the content, the costume one, yeah. always important. Um, they find a gang dealing drugs on the street. They stop and beat them up to get the name of their supplier. Um, <laughs> they crash the supplier's house. That the 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 Chudnovsky, uh gag again, like from the the dealer <laughs> that they're getting the information from. Chud, Chudnovsky. What? What? What are you? Chudnovsky. <laughs> it it made me laugh out loud. Where they're like, um, uh, when he's like, "Stop, villain! You've been um, you've been uh, apprehended by the Green Hornet." And he's like, "Hey, it's it's nice to meet you. My name's <laughs> or like whatever." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shakes his hand. Yeah. And, yeah. And Seth Rogen's just like, "Hey, hey, yeah, nice to meet you." They think he's a criminal. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, he gives. He gives uh tells him to give his boss a message that the Green Hornet's moving into his territory. <laughs> and he gives him a card. They have an email and a website. <laughs> it's gh at greenhornet.net. He <laughs> <laughs> got him dot net. Uh, so all right. Uh this- yeah, the Green Hornet message boards are blowing up <laughs> on the chant. The supplier tells Chudnovsky about it. Chudnovsky's unhappy. He kills the supplier. Uh, no, but again, it's so earnest. He's like, the Armenians said that? <laughs> yeah. The Koreans? Which Korean? Kim. What? We're friends. <laughs> we're friends. I should be the one that chops his head off. I'm fr- yeah, we're friends. <laughs> uh, so- yeah, I love I love his hands on. I'll kill them myself. I, 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 I hate that much. Yeah. <laughs> he brings the like buzzsaw down, and then yeah. he's like... Does like a flourish with his hands as if <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> he, might, he might be our our most wacky villain that we've I had. I love that this guy and the dude so from heart. this guy and the uh and Jigsaw from uh Punisher Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's very Nick Cage and face off. Yeah. Right. It's like you just you're enjoying the shit out of this, man. Trying to get better, you know, like, I know. standards. But I love this whole like I'm over the hill, just like uh what? like it's like yeah, just clearly having a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Brits, please. There's a ton of stories to publish about the Green Hornet. Uh, we get some more montage. His staff warns him not to step on the DA's toes. The DA is up for re-election, and the perception of a rising crime might hurt his campaign. Then there's a montage of them fighting crime. We get the papers printing stories, the DA and Chibnoski getting more upset. Then Cato gives Brit the gas gun. We have the gas gun hijinks. That's a solid yeah. five minutes of screen time. <laughs> 11, 11 days. days. Yeah. <laughs> it was out for 11 Did you put days. This diaper on me? Yes. And then no <laughs> reply. Just very puzzled. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Back at work, Brit and Cato start vying for Lenore's affections, which starts creating tension between them. Lenore invites Cato to hang out. 
Uh, he goes to her place. She tells Cato that the Green Hornet is attracting too much attention. She suspects that Chudnovsky will be luring him into a trap to try to kill him. Now they have two weeks before they're both dead. Yeah, that's what she I said. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's just kind of like, oh, wait, what? I like those odds. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Chudnovsky is having trouble with his supply chain, so he decides to lure the Green Hornet into a trap. Cato heads back to Britt's place. Britt uh, received an email from Chudnovsky for a meeting. Cato's worried <laughs> and wants to. D- <laughs> he got an email. Yeah. That was their first. Yeah. Well, and and, and, and Chudnovsky was like, thanks for. Um, Thanks for destroying that meth house. I was going to do it anyways. I was losing money. <laughs> and, yeah. And Britt's like, no, 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 no. like, that's a lie. <laughs> he has all of the cards, uh, all the green hornet cards from all the criminals that he killed, too. Yeah. Collecting them. up on the desk. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Britt feels like Cato doesn't respect his crime fighting abilities. So he wants to make the plan all by himself without Cato. Uh, they go to the meeting, and it is indeed a trap. Uh, they get pushed into a hole by a semi. Their car does. This was a, a unique and and awesome action sequence. Yeah, and the way they trapped him, like, all of that was just it was really was awesome. Yeah, quickly like, put him in the ground and then bury him. Like that's how you would, you know, just like fuck. Yeah, yeah, you're we not can't car him off. We can't shoot him. We can't fight him. Just put him in the ground yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna like have like a big talk with him in a showdown and like shooting back and forth facing each other like come on yeah the only problem i had was the way that cement mixer did that spin turn like it was a gto on a (laughs) closed street Uh, there might be some tipping i don't know but all right um yeah so uh they they finally they blow their way out of the car they kill several of chudnovsky's guys He's actually really upset about that, which is interesting since he killed so many of his own guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, they find they end up escaping, leaving Chubnovsky very upset. Uh, then back home, Cato <laughs> and Britt are angry at each other. They get in a fight, end up going their separate ways. This is uh, the scene where there was a Lone Ranger poster on the wall. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And it might have been in another scene because uh, it's just the pool house, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, did we mention in the in the cast part? I completely forgot to mention the chili. The guy who dies is Chad um, Coleman. He was from The Wire, yep. uh, Walking oh, Dead. Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Fred Johnson in The Expanse. He's a great actor, but it was just yeah. funny to see him with like three lines in a movie. It's just like a goon. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, then. Oh, um, the the other guy was named Popeye. So yes. It was yes. Chilies and Popeyes. <laughs> My yeah. <laughs> I didn't make that connection. That's hilarious. Oh. And then, and then right after he loses his eye, you know, shortly after, it's like, wow, there was a lot of foreshadowing in that nickname <laughs> I had most yeah. of my life. Uh, um, Gato- he loves spinach. He loves it. <laughs> it's his favorite. Cato goes to Lenore's house. She's pissed off because Britt fired her because he thought she was she was making out with Cato. Uh, meanwhile, Chednovsky puts a price on the Green Hornet's head. We get a montage of a bunch of different ethnicities of assassins starting to kill random people wearing green. Uh, 
Yeah, the Cholo one was kind of insulting. I don't know if anybody knows, but like the Arsenal was in the kid's toy box and it was obviously a toy box because toys were in it. I don't know. The nail ladies with the... the yeah, that the was insulting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what's yeah. great is the two initially that are told and get the knives, they're just obviously subcontractors because they walk around to another <laughs> store and put yeah. the knives on the counter and then they leave. <laughs> They are knife delivery ladies. <laughs> yeah. Your job is to take the knife from here and go <laughs> and put it there. That's the assassin. Uh, so um, Britt feels guilty about the dead people wearing green. He's visited by the DA who tells him that he should start changing the news to help the DA make it look like crime is down for his reelection in return for money. Britt refuses. Mm-hmm. He does some... Uh, research and discovers that the paper's been holding back crime stories for the last few years. And then this is the point where we get the scene where Chudnovsky takes on the, the mantle of Bloodnovsky. Bloodnovsky. <laughs> and he has like a whole thing he's going to say. <laughs> like, the last color you see will be blood. Yeah, what a great explanation or, you know, reason to be a costume villain. Like, all right, I can do that, too. Is that what you want? I can do that. Fine. Yeah. He's like, I feel like I'm out of touch with the youth. Is this going to, will this make me relevant again? Put me on the tweeters and the YouTubes. Um, Britt visits Lenore, begging her to help him figure out the truth about what's going on with the D.A., Lenore reluctantly agrees at double her previous salary and also fends <laughs> off his clumsy advances. That This was the scene that I thought that I really appreciated. She was like, no, and if you so much as look at my ass again, I'm going to sue you for sexual harassment. Right. Just because I'm not into your friend does not automatically believe. Yeah, I'm into you. Yeah. I don't have two choices. They're not you. Either of them are not yeah. you guys. Yeah, I have a rich inner life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Cato meanwhile is sad and checking the email. Um oh, he's trying to make a resume. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's like, he only knows two he only has two references and one's dead and the other one's Brit. <laughs> and mass vigilante is his experience. Yeah. The deceased and asshole or the descriptions <laughs> yeah. and the references. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Um, back at his office, the DA calls Britt. He sets up a meeting. Britt agrees to meet him, planning on getting evidence of his crimes. Meanwhile, Cato checks the Green Hornet email and takes a job from Chubnovsky to kill Britt Reed. Um, yep. So Cato goes and breaks in and gets the car. He rushes to the restaurant where Britt is meeting the DA. Um, oh, what was the name of the restaurant? <laughs> Because it was a, uh, it was something, oh, pot, pod, something, pot, something hibachi, pot, ah, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was something like pot, pot, something devoid, right? Or it was no, something was hibachi. It was like pot, it was like pot, potchkis hibachi or something. I don't know. It was a funny yeah. name. Um, anyways, <laughs> so, um, and uh, I love that it's another one of those situations of like, why are you talking about the crime you're doing? <laughs> Why are you talking about it out loud? Yes. Um, Yeah, the DA reveals he killed Britt's dad. He's going to have Britt killed too. 
He was holding his father hostage to printing good news only or he was going to kill his reporters. He already killed one of them. He uh, is, has been in business with Chudnovsky um, to keep the, the crime off the papers because you can't actually clean up the crime in L.A. Yeah, it's a plausible plot. Yeah, and it and true. I mean, no one's going it's to- happened before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Cato meets Chudnovsky out back. He uh, tells them that the Green Hornet's in the car. He agrees to go inside and kill Brit. When he gets inside, though, Brit reveals he was or no, he Brit reveals to the DA that he was recording the conversation. Cato comes in, double crosses Chudnovsky. He and Brit fight their way out. Um, then we get this, this is like a 25 minute action sequence. Yeah. But this is where I was like, bit too long. Sorry. Uh, I found it. It was Gonpachi Hibachi. Gonpachi Hibachi. <laughs> Which is actually the real name of the restaurant where they filmed. Really? Yeah. Wow. wow. Is that a fusion that restaurant? Um, to do, 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 uh, I, like a Japanese Italian <laughs> restaurant, but that's uh, cool. It sounds like a Seth Rogen joke. Yeah. They specialize in sushi and soba. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Let's go and buy them. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's making me. It's hungry. at 134 North La Cienega Boulevard. So I we're in uh, Beverly Hills. So yeah. head on down. I'll meet you guys there. <laughs> <laughs> don't wear that. Yeah. Don't wear that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't thought about that in years. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a very, very, very old inside joke, (laughs) listeners. Um, So, all right. Um, uh, Yeah, so we get this big action sequence. They fight their way out of the hibachi restaurant. We get the big car chase action sequence. Um, There's lots of damage being done all over the place. Um, They're being chased, fighting Chudnovsky along the way. Chidnosky. Door guns. Door guns. They've got door guns. Yeah. <laughs> the door guns attack. That, that was a cool thing to have in a car just yeah. for that shot. Yeah. It was a pretty good action sequence all around, but like Josh said, it did go on a bit. Just a little. Yeah. Um, you could have trimmed five seconds and almost every single sequence and it would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. It was done well, but yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, they we get a bunch of the different gangs, assassins picked up along the way somehow so when they get to the newspaper yeah. baby lords are there yeah um uh they have to f- there's a big action sequence at the newspaper lobby and they have to get upstairs and they end up driving the car into the elevator which by the way that is one hell of an elevator it is that yeah that elevator is the best elevator i have ever seen i want to well, point I- out a missed opportunity why didn't anybody say stop the presses that is a great point well i i liked so at this point it was a 2011 the newspaper industry was in the decline still is in the decline hanging in there but they talk about it being the the last privately owned newspaper in the country yeah and he just wrecks absolutely fucking wrecks his privately owned family business yeah yeah to destroy the da well and to save the city i guess but yeah this was each each moment was just more and more and more and more and more absurd and i just kept thinking fuck man so much money yes that's for all of this all of this is coming out of his pocket or maybe his insurance exactly the whole time i was just thinking how expensive this was for him personally like he's sort of the reason why um there aren't any 
more family-owned newspapers is those giant no conglomerates. They prey. They prey on these. I was thinking about all the action sequences. Yeah, I was going to say the reason there aren't is because of newspapers. All, is because of all the gang wars that take place inside the lobbies. <laughs> no, he destroys his family business literally and yeah. figuratively. Oh yeah. yeah, he literally parks on the press. Right. That's yeah. got to destroy, you know, a <laughs> publication for a few days yeah. at least. You're right. That's pro- what brought down Hearst. It was like ninjas <laughs> in the printing press room. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. All right. They get upstairs. Um, they're uh, up in the newspaper office. Uh, there, Britt discovers he didn't actually capture any data on the <laughs> USB drive. It's perfect. This is possibly that's the funniest me. moment in the whole movie as yeah. somebody who has done this exact thing. Oh, God. Say, that's me. It's yeah. totally me. For sure. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, shit. Like, oh, I should have known this is going to happen. Yeah. I, I don't think he tells anybody besides Kato later on. Does he even tell Kato? Well, I think he's telling Kato as Kato kills the DA. <laughs> but you're right. No, he didn't reveal it to anybody else because the yeah. DA puts it in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the so they, DA they, tries to swallow it. They could have had this showdown <laughs> anywhere else, it turns out. Yeah, he yeah. didn't actually have to go to the newspaper. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. So, all right. Well, even, yeah. They could have gone to a Chili's. Yeah, they could have gone anywhere with Wi-Fi, really. <laughs> he just needed to <laughs> yeah. upload it to the internet. Starbucks, man. <laughs> oh, and they mentioned a fax earlier. And I was they like, fax in the car. I, I know, and I'm like, that's just for it, you know, not having a handle on technology necessarily and then bam <laughs> it's like no he meant it yeah how do they not have internet in the car that's why so that they yeah. had to have this whole in sequence end in a place instead of them sticking the thumb drive into the console exactly right. exactly yeah. or using their phone to access the yeah internet like <laughs> so all right Britain Cato, they end up neutralizing or I, I assume they kill a bunch of people at this point like a lot of these thugs are dead They've done yeah. a lot of murdering. Um, they, have. Um, they they actually have committed a lot of crimes. Um, yeah. So that's why Adam West is like, hmm. Yeah. Um, but they uh, he does kill Chudnovsky with double double uh, uh, wood to the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that was like a horror movie sequence. I think that's what, I think movie. that that and the cursing is what got it. It's thirteen instead of uh, just being straight PG. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I liked how uh, Green Hornet um, gets like the green vision at the oh, the last I, moment when yeah. uh, um, K was being held at gun. Uh, K <laughs> Kato was being held at gunpoint. Uh huh. He he finally it finally like clicks. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 Exactly. Which is probably the one thing that he you know Loki does learn from Kato. You know, yeah. how to slow down and pay attention to things. Doesn't mean he's an awesome fighter all of a sudden. Doesn't mean he's, you know, agile. Yeah. Or that good at slowing down and paying attention. Yeah, he's still not that good. You're right. Yeah. Because he didn't have to. He's soft. Nobody ever threatened yeah. that life. Yeah. But um, no, that was funny in, in the... Uh in the restaurant scene where he's like, all right, slow down, think about it, figure it out. And it turns uh-huh. out he was sitting there staring blankly for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I don't know what's going on in your head. Yeah. Yeah, I assume you put it together. Yeah. So yeah. I, and the villain waits. Yeah. He just sits there waiting for him. He's like, he's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah. He's gonna, <laughs> uh, now you're catching on. 
Uh, so, all right. So they drive the remainder of the car into the DA um, as the cops arrive um, out the window. He falls to his death. They survive by using the ejector seats. This was uh, it's a it's a good thing. It had front wheel drive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> it was cool seeing half of the car move around the way that it did, too. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And it's, it's revealed to the public that Brit is the Green Hornet. Yes. So that's important. Wait, is it? it? No, no it's I don't not. think it was. Uh uh-uh. uh. I thought that's why they had to stage his almost assassination to the, put the Green Hornet in another. Po- yes, I'm p- almost positive. Oh, no, no. A- no, 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 no. He, he, they had to stage the assassination so that he could get the bullet removed because neither of them could get the bullet out of his shoulder. Well, yes, because, I got, yeah. Because, I thought that was because there would be too many questions afterwards. at the hospital, but I don't think he ever. But like, so for Cato to pull up and be like, the Green Hornet says, da, 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 da. All right. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Well, I mean, okay. I didn't catch it then. Um, yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure that, that they were still reveal or like reveal or not revealing who his who his identity was so that they could get away with all the shit they did the night before. Okay. But um well sure. okay, so either way uh wrong a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah. As am I. So it it could go either way, Josh. <laughs> so all right, they they go to Lenore's, reveal to her that they're the Green Hornet and Cato. <laughs> She knew about Cato being Cato already, but uh, so she agrees to help them. Um, they can't go to the hospital for Brit's gunshot wound because they'll know that uh, there'll be too many questions. Um, instead, they orchestrate an elaborate or a press conference where Brit puts Mike, the editor, in charge of the paper, and then Brit fakes getting shot by Cato um, on the Green Hornet's orders so he can go to the hospital without raising suspicions. No, it hurts. I got to go to the hospital. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do this. (laughs) Which is 100% the reaction I would have. Just like, nope, 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 nope. (laughs) Well, Seth Rogen's done that in other movies. Take that steak knife away from me. (laughs) I love that we see him with his hand on his shoulder. Uh, Edward James almost puts his hand on his shoulder and he's just like wincing, but trying to keep it cool (laughs) the whole time. Yeah. 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 I also like that he, he tells Lenore to, um, to, uh, 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 sterilize the knife and she just runs it under tap water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then later, Britain Cato go and put the head back on the statue of his dad and credits roll. Um, yep. So yeah, that, that that's the green Hornet. Um, I don't, it was, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It didn't blow my mind, but it was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen this before. This is my first time watching it. Yeah, mine too. It was fun. Yeah, it was a lot, a lot of fun. I thought it was going to be kind of a dumb slog. Like not all Seth Rogen's stuff is like super like funny, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was entertaining. Yeah, it uh, it didn't take itself too seriously. Obviously, it's a Seth Rogen movie. Yeah, right. But, but um, it wasn't campy. But the, yeah, it was the right amount. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's good. Um, so I, the the one unanswered question I wrote, and I don't even know if it's really a question, was um, was Brit paying Cato all this time? I'd have to assume so. It's a good question, yeah. though. Oh, because he made him his executive assistant, so he oh hired yeah. him at the company. Yes. So that he's he on the payroll of the newspaper. Yeah. And like a high ranking position to pay him. Yeah. Enough so, money to make it worth uh, it. A grand mom. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I don't have much else to say about it, guys. Any final thoughts on it? This is kind of trying to just roll through this one. Yeah, I was well, surprised. Yeah. The cinematography was cool. Like you'd mentioned the 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 shoot 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 shot the the trunk. Yeah. That was mm. the first moment where I was like, oh, I I should take this more seriously than I have been. It's it's well done. Yeah. Yeah, I did not mm-hmm. realize that Michelle Gondry was the director of this prior to going into this episode. So I was like, oh, so it probably looks pretty cool then, I imagine. Yep. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's that's it. So um I don't know, you guys want to just go ahead and get on with the ranking? Let's do it. All right. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot to gush about, but there's not a lot to criticize, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, I the I, I tried to think of where in my mind this would go, and I was like, I feel like this is, like, Defendor-ish. That might be way too high, but... Oh, Lord. But you're right, it's that spirit. <clears throat> yeah, it was fun, and there, there really wasn't any... I didn't have any complaints. The pacing at the end was... But I feel like that was part of the joke itself. Yeah. Well, well, so, okay. So we have Defendor all the way up at 17. Um, Yeah. I was kind of, I was looking at Mystery Men and thinking, I don't know if it's better than Mystery Men. Where is Mystery? Oh, at 26. No, I don't think it's better than that. It's better than a lot of the 30s here. Yeah. I mean, it's better than Van Helsing. Definitely better than Van Helsing. I don't think it would go that low. I don't know if it's. Blank Man is charming. But yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Is this better than the mask? That's that's interesting. Um, I don't know. Yeah, if it... I think it's better than the story of the mask. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's no comparing the performances in the mask. Well, yeah, but, sure. I yeah. mean, Jim Carrey is doing his thing at the height of his thing. Um, so, but there was a lot go- more going on here than finding a mystical mask. Yeah, there was. It's better than Sky High. Better than Sky High. Do is it better than The Incredible Hulk? Yeah. Yeah. Um so And I think it's better than when no. See, uh, you're right. I feel like that's around where it's going to go cuz I really have a hard time putting it above like Superman 2. <laughs> Swamp Same Thing. Here. So, Swamp yeah. Thing's another story, but again, no, leave that horse in there. Don't, don't touch it. I say in between Mystery Men and the Incredible Hulk. I can I back like that. that. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's where we'll put it. Then uh, it's going to go in at number twenty-seven uh, between Mystery Men and the Incredible Hulk, um, and that's that's it for this week, guys. We it's uh, kind of a short one, um, but. Uh, that means it's time for next week. Um, next week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we will be watching Super. Huh. Um, so that I, that's another one I haven't seen. Same here. I'm aware of it, but yeah. And it's also another one of those like average Joe takes up crime fighting. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I actually have that on DVD. Nice. Oh, cool. Me. Don't have to... Al's stream anything. Yeah. <laughs> Party at Al's. Woo. So, all right, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this has been your host, Throw Smiley. I'm going to retire, play golf, eat my dinners at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, play with my grandkids, eat Metamucil. You know, old folks shit. <laughs> and I need to let you know, if you corner Josh Cece, you get stung. 
I'm Brian Lesh, and of course I brought my gas mask. Uh, this is Alaric Weber. Tomorrow I'm enrolling in ITT Technical Institute. Good for you, Al. <laughs> yeah, Good. yeah, make it something of yourself. Uh, um, I'm going to major in superhero. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to fix computers. Backgrounds, yeah. You're not going to TIT? Uh, what am I kidding? I'm a dinosaur. Not in the scary way. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.